today, if I can have a moment of your time, I would like to bring awareness to something that, well, it might not necessarily be as taboo as I like to think it is. But in my mind, it's still taboo. I want to talk about black folks going out there in the land. Going out there tilling the earth, putting their little shovels, their little hand holes in the ground and, and turning it over and doing some things. Being agriculturalists outside black farmers. I want to talk about that today. Ah, there's some things out there that I tell you has fascinated me and I think will fascinate you and I would like to begin the conversation. Now we ain't gonna get all into it to it today, but we're gonna we're gonna start we're gonna we're gonna plant the seed of this if you please. Mm. So go ahead and settle down, buckle in. Hey it's C D B for this day twenty seven of month six two thousand and twenty three is here and we's ready. Yes, try to get to it, to it. Yeah, Shorty loves it, yeah. Loves that I'm a dog. They don't want it, yeah. They scared of what I know. Told you the budget, yeah. I gotta get my own. Shout out my bros, this right here deserves a toast. Yeah. When I was a little EDB, I recall uh, my great grandfather, Thomas Ellis Welch Sr. Uh, they would talk about him. My grandmother would, and mostly my grandmother. Other people talk about him, but I, I remember distinctly conversations from my grandmother about old T. W. T. W. was uh, a pioneer. He was an entrepreneur's entrepreneur. He was a political uh, war machine, if you will. There's a lot of uh, meat, if you will, to T.E.W. He was a short, skinny little Negro, but there, there's a lot of meat to T.E.W. But one of the things that is distinct about T.E.W. is his passion, if you please, to be successful. His passion, if you please, to not live proverbially in poverty and one of those reasons is because of his mother oh Mamie oh ask grandmama about Mamie you want to talk about you want to you want to make my grandmama skin crawl just walk up to her and go Mamie and then watch her just Mamie uh, Welch uh, had a distinct desire. Her desire was that her children would never, never be country kids. Mamie Welch thought that she was and her children were too good to pick cotton. They were too good to work the land. And that was instilled into my grand great-grandfather and in many cases was instilled into us in the early 
80s and 90s, most of us didn't pay attention to that. That was the slave man's work. How dare you consider going out there and picking something? We didn't even put flowers down because digging in the dirt was verboten. You know, verboten, German for no-no. And so uh, our, our dreams were, in some cases, predetermined for us we were going to be members of the academia we were going to be educators which is the same thing doctors and lawyers and someone of highfalutinness that that was the black man's dream that you got to go and be somebody great you got to go and be somebody above the norm and and i get it i get it because you're talking about African-Americans who had just uh, found themselves delivered, if you please, from the bondage of slavery. They just found themselves delivered from the oppression of uh, the fields and the, the back-breaking, sun-baking labor uh, that, it, that it caused those fields did. But the thing that interests me and i heard this some time ago is that the freeing of the slaves in one way was liberation in one way was uh, jubilation in one way was you know what I'm trying to figure out the. I, I haven't settled on what I keep saying words because I haven't settled on one that just fits me yet. That I feel like that's the one. But the freeing of the slaves not only did it uh, was it a good thing for black people. It was also a bad thing because once again it put black people in a position. To not know what to do with themselves. The fields. The one thing that they had known for literally millennia almost at that time. Had been taken away from them. We called it freedom. But what do we do now? I was brought to this country as a black man. And and I have no other skills. I have no other abilities. I have no other resources, no other options. And so there were people of color, if you please, who were roaming the streets, literally trying to find themselves, which is where the new modern poverty came from, the new modern slavery came from. And then there were those who kind of made up in their mind and they were considered stupid because they decided they were going to stay on the fields because again that's all they knew some of them stayed out there until they inherited uh, some land or acquired same and they continued to work the farms but they were stripped of it and swindled out of it because uh, the new modern slavery, if you please, found a way to convince them. Oh, you don't need to do that. All you need to do is go down to the supermarket and pick your greens out the little uh, 
the little the little cabinet down there. You know the one that 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 got the little uh, drain system on it and it sings to you. You remember back when when it used to sing to you? You would go in the in the farm fresh or. Uh, the food lion. I don't know if they still do it now because I don't really hang out there in the, in the vegetable department. But, um, or it's called produce. I'm sorry. Um, but, you know, they go over there and, and, and sing it in the rain. Just sing it in the rain. What a glorious feeling. I'm happy again. He, he. You don't remember that. And that's when the thing would just start gushing, you know, because it's watering, it's watering the collard greens and, and the kale over there, you know. The rutabakas is getting, they got to get some water. Nonetheless, the, the black man or the African-American, the person of color, however you want to label us, God, y'all change those things every five minutes. I wish somebody would make up their mind who I am and what y'all going to call me, but I digress. The black man decided that he was going to, as I say, just go to the grocery store and have their produce delivered to them. And it became a, an issue where we were again in slavery financially. Even those of us who might have got some sophistication might have went to one or two of them institutions, Cornell, Howard, you know, Morehouse, so forth and so on. But when you pay in astronomical prices for your food and you don't even know what they're doing to it because they were putting pesticides and everything in your food and all that good stuff. You mind if I have a swig of water? Mm-hmm. Ah, thank you there. So the tide began to turn and the tide began to turn where uh, we started to realize as a people it started with our friends of paleness of course but it trickled down to us like all things do the black man and the woman realized that maybe we should uh, reconsider this this anti-farming idea, this anti-garden, this anti-cotton picking or kale picking or tomato picking, whatever you want to. And uh, we started putting little vegetable gardens in our backyard, you know, little rutabakas, little tomatoes, you know, little uh, corn. Some of us got some, uh, some, some collard greens, some kale growing out there. All sorts of things, right? But here's the thing that fascinated me. It fascinated me because uh, from the story that I was told, or that I just told, should I say, even down to the, the modernized idea, there is and has been a res not necessarily a resurgence. Well, it has been. It's been a resurgence of awareness. I met a, a, a gentleman and, and, you know, he's an old black man. You know how them old black man is. He, God bless their hearts. Daddy, you know, dad, daddy came from 1950, 1960, somewhere in there. And, and, and daddy, uh, well, you know, daddy. Anyway, uh, I was talking to old pop and he was telling me about, 
you know, some things about uh, black farming. And, and, you know, I had to, in some cases, forcefully, and I didn't, I, I you know, I, I was trying to, you ever tried to, like, not tell daddy he's wrong? I was trying not to tell daddy he's wrong. But daddy was telling me something. He's not my real daddy, by the way. But, you know, he, he's of that age. Well, I don't know. Yeah, he probably is. Nonetheless. Uh, I was telling Pops. I was like, listen. All these things that you telling me. Oh, you know, the, the black farmer is, is you know, because the, the schools is going to talk about it. I'm like, dude. I didn't been to the institutions. I didn't been to uh, even the uh, higher uh, moments of criteria, if you please. What I mean by that is the museums and the the highfalutin lunches and dinners. You know, where you get the two chicken legs, the string beans, and the drizzle. I didn't been there. They're not talking about no urban farming. They're talking about whatever makes them a profit, but urban farming, if that doesn't make them a profit, they're not going to talk. We weren't taught that there were black farmers out there and uh, literally even, uh, or should I say, uh, as of now, a huge chunk of the food that we uh, consume from a vegetable perspective is the responsibility or the product of black farming we weren't we're not taught that stuff you're going Aldi now I know Aldi does it I don't know if the rest of them do it but Aldi certainly uh, at least I remember seeing it at one point in time where they would literally put the pictures of the farmers this is where we get our apples from. This is where we get our oranges from, our rutabakas, you know, tomatoes and potatoes. So I, I've seen that, but truth be told, it won't black people. Unless they've changed it in the last five or ten. I don't remember the last time I was in Aldi's looking at the, at the produce section. But uh, whenever it was, it won't no black people up there. But I found out that there is a a slew, if you please. Not not well, I won't say a slew. There's a good cluster. Black farmers, the Black Farmers Association is out here in these streets. And they are literally in their own right dominating some parts of the culture from a food perspective. I am uh, trying my best to, to pack my bags, if you please, and get on one of them little smokers. You know, them smokers. Uh, could be a bus. Could be a train. Could be a plane. No, it, no, that's not. No, no. Buses and, and trains stay on the ground. The plane. It could be a bird. Could be a plane. That's when they was talking about when they were Superman. You know, let's think about him. Mm -hmm. Stronger than a locomotive. Yeah, yeah. That's where I got that from. Okay, cool. Just trying to think about how why why my brain was trying to put those those things together. Yeah, I, I got it now. I got it now. 1960 Superman. Who was that man's name that played it? I know it was Clark Kent, but what was his real name? You don't know. Okay, cool.
I am fascinated now. Is where I was before I digressed. And trying to get on a smoker to go up to uh, these plantations, if you please. And, and the thing that I am fascinated by now and trying my best, if you please, to uh, get out of the, eye, the mindset of is to not uh, have this stigma on the plantation. Boy! Boy! You finna go do her? Oh, boy, you don't want to go to that place? No, plantation. What's wrong with you? We worked all this time to overcome your black ass, and now you want to go back out there where the cop is? Oh, boy, you better than that. Come on here, let me get you a scholarship to Mo House. Maybe you can become a civil engineer or an architect. Wasting your time out there with your hands in the dirt. Not to realize that, you know, you go be a civil engineer and architect, they still got their hands in the dirt because they are building things. And how do you build things? You first turn dirt. Yeah, but you see, you don't do that. The little people do that. We would you know we would leave that for the little people. You're not a little person. You're a better person, a bigger person. Mm-hmm. Oh, Auntie, would you rest your soul? Anyway, so I'm going down there. I'm gonna try to go down there. We're gonna create some content, if you please, some vlogs, some uh Facebook. Well, I don't know. Do we do Facebook these days? We might. I just do Instagram and just let Instagram, uh, you know, show Facebook some love. Instagram, for me, is like, you know, I just put it up there and they're like, uh, Eric, if you don't mind, Facebook is lonely. Can I invite him? I'm like, all right, whatever. So we're going to head up down there or head up, yeah, head up yonder and check out some things. I might even end up down yonder, down there in Louisiana, Alabama, Mississippi. I might head down there, Georgia. And check out the black farming community. And, and, and just soak up uh, and change the conversation. That's what my mission is here. How do we change the narrative? Change and break the stigma. That just because you work the land. Just because you are in tune, if you please, with Mother Earth does not mean that you are the beneath. That you are the below. There's people out there who tittle that ground. Who literally make 30 to 40 to 150 times more than your black educated ass will ever get. I mean, let's just tell the truth. You out there with your high sophistication and your your semi-cum laude's and magnums and, and thank you, Lord, some of y'all because you barely got out there because you're dumb as bricks. Come on now. Let's talk. Let's just tell the truth. Hallelujah. Come on. Wave your hands. All the dumb as bricks. Glory to the Lamb. We're a community now. Glory. We're a community. All the dumb as bricks. We're the community. Glory to God. Just because we, we, we out there and got all those little things and, and we might make our little $150,000 a year, maybe 200000 Some of us might make a million. God bless your heart. But down there in the sticks, 
in the bush is people who making a hundred, two hundred, a million dollars a day. They'll take one stalk of collard greens and a basin of tomatoes, if you please, a bucket of corn, and out that bucket they might make a hundred, two hundred thousand dollars. Just one basin of it. And then we'll go to the store and take our $200,000 and spend about you know, seventy-five to, to 80000 on the food that those brothers didn't pick in the field. Because they didn't find a new meaning for old freedom. Oh, old freedom. Oh, old freedom. Oh, freedom over me. And before I'll be a slave, I'll go and pick this cotton today. And I'll make me two or three hundred thousand dollars selling to the niggas and be free. I'm just saying, you know, this is going to be mine, you know. So anyway, I wanted to bring that out today. I wanted to bring, you know, start the conversation, if you will. Bring an awareness to the reality that this this thing we call black farming this idea, if you please, that we know it's a thing. It's something to consider. Going out there and just turning your own land. The wife is into that stuff. She want to tap the yard. God bless her heart. I'm like, dude, for real. For real. I got good grass out there. You know, Uncle did some beautiful. Uncle did a beautiful job. Uncle T.W. Jr. He did a beautiful job tending the grass. I got to go out there and, you know, and handle some business, you know, plant some seeds and um, do a little uh, fertilizing and and make sure my yard gets back looking nice and pretty and green. You know, and did all that rain and garden cried like two, three days. Now. Is he still crying? I think he was crying last night was God. Let me let me look at here right quick, if you don't mind. Over here, if you're listening to this when it's released, it probably makes no difference to you because, you know, some folks listen to it on, on other days, but... Um, yeah, it's supposed to, it's 69 degrees, thunderstorms from 6 to 7 with partly cloudy conditions expected at 8 o'clock. The sun's supposed to come out, if the sun will come out at 8 o'clock and it will be hotter than a woman's, no, shut up. It's going to rain again at 5, 5, 6, uh, 7, 8, Nine, ten percent at nine. Okay, I'm sorry. You don't, you don't really care to sit here and listen to me. Uh, read the weather. I'm so sorry about that. Uh, that being said, garden did some crying outside. So you know, my grass is, uh, it's a little bit, uh, a little bit healthy. It's getting healthy. My begonias out there doing the same. Wife got some, uh, some, some potatoes in the back. That uh, I, I'll talk to her about that. See, you know, maybe, maybe I, maybe I need. See, I need to go ask my wife forgiveness because you know she came here talk about that God and stuff. Like, look here, girl, we we ain't po, we ain't them peoples. We folks of sophistication, you understand? 
But she was interested in the gardening and tilling of the land and all that good stuff and knowing where your food come from, you know. Because she'd be hanging out with the natives and, and you know, they've God bless their hearts. And, and, and oh, I'm sorry. That's a whole other conversation. We're not going to get into that today. But for right now, what I want to do is I want to bring awareness, as I said, to black farming. I want to bring awareness to the idea of farming to the benefits of farming to even the joys of it some folks some some of them country folks just they just have fun down there out there in them tractors you know them tractors got ac in them them tractors got got gps and bluetooth i bet some of them sobs got some well how's a tractor an sob hmm I need to think that through. Uh, the, them things got, got some backup cameras on it. You just turn the thing on and you just look at the screen and you can see, oh, look at that. I'm about to run over the tomatoes. Oh, Jesus. We're going to talk about all that here in a, in, a, in a few. So stay locked and stay tuned. Tell a friend, be a friend. I appreciate it. All right. But for now, I'm going to get out your hair. I thank you for, for taking the time to listen to me. I've been doing a little bit of yelling. And my voice is a little bit uh, scratchy, so please forgive me. Hopefully, we'll get everything back in order. Get me some 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 Lipton. Oh, I get me, yeah, some good Lipton. I'm sure I got some brothers out there I was thinking about. You ever heard of kombucha tea? There's something else I'm learning about. I watched a buddy. He makes that stuff. Look, I mean, it's got all that stuff. And I'm like, Ugh, you know, just bring me the, just bring me the straight Lipton. You know, just one, two tea bags, and we drop it in the cup and then pour the hot water over and tea time. You know. I'm going to get out of your hair. I didn't yapped enough. Thank you. You know I'm thankful. I'm thankful for you. Because you share with your friends and your family. I'm thankful because you care for your communities. And most importantly, I'm thankful because you pray. Not just for the people who lace up the uniform of these states united, but civilized and uncivilized nations all over this world. Even the folks who have taken off, who no longer lace up, but they're still carrying the stigmas and the struggles and the stress and the mental anguish of the battlefield. Pray for them and most importantly, understand and try to get to understand them. I appreciate you because you're doing that. And we're going to get together, you and I. We're going to do this again. Lord willing and that damn crick. God bless that crick. I told you God been crying a lot. You know, that crick. Oh, that crick. Oh, oh, yeah. It didn't came close. Came in the back door one day, the crick did. What was it, Tuesday? One of them days the crick came in the back door. So we're hoping that the crick don't rise. At least not to the point where, you know, we got to, you know, do some things. Till then, we're going, as I said, we're going to keep on trucking. Because you know they bring the food in on the trucks, right? All right, never mind. For me and mine, unto you and blessed yours. Again, thank you for being a part. Go ahead and tell somebody, which please share this with somebody. Slide this in somebody's DMs. Now, don't be, don't be that guy or girl that just. 
I don't want no me two charges and with my name attached to it. You go down to the courthouse and exhibit A, the Hayes EBB podcast, because you use that to try to get that girl's attention and get her to drop her drawers. Don't do that. Don't do that. I ain't got time for that. I, I need my name. That's all I got. Or well, I really have to go pick some cotton because I ain't going to have all right, I'm going. I promise. Till next time, for me and mine, unto you and yours. Laters. I'm on my way out. Might hit the club and I might stay out. Little chicken on my brand of steak out. Fresh from the mall, got him checking me out. Bet, bet money ain't no nigga flyer. But burn until I expire. Spit it all, but you gotta be a rider. My hit the club. My get some grub. My seat. Damn, show, show me some love Spinning this money p party with sure Spinning this money p party with sure